Da, da, da. Oh, Steve didn't do all of his work for the show. I did too this time. Oh, Steve didn't watch the entire documentary. I watched half of it. I bet you didn't even watch half. Well, I don't know. I got to the point where where he got married. Good job, Steve. Well, that's half, right? We were supposed to watch a documentary. Um, no. no, you weren't. You you weren't. Well, you always love to, you always love to point out that uh, Steve's the talent, Richard, which means you're dick. Thanks. You're welcome. No, it's, it's absolutely fine. You just throw your little insults around. Yeah, it is. Me and Steve will put on our banana hats and be all whatevs. We care little for your insults. Okay. I used to have a banana hat. Good on you. It was a giant banana. It was cool. That is awesome. I think you said dick in your mouth wrong. I had a hamburger hat, too. And an alligator. And its mouth opened. Mm -hmm. Hmm. It's all good stuff, Steve. Well, I liked silly hats at, at one point in my life. Hmm. Hmm. So, should we do this, Steve? Uh, sure, go ahead. Okay. All right. Thanks. <clears throat> this is the Fortean Slip, episode 14 The Collect Call of Cthulhu. Welcome. Ah. We uh, had decided about... Uh, God, I, I touched base with you, what was it on, like Monday? Uh-huh. Monday or we Tuesday? We actually had a show topic all the way back to the, almost when the last show ended. Right. And I sent, I sent you a documentary. Yes. Um, about the life and works of H.P. Lovecraft. Yes. And... Y- you got a whole, I'm going to say, maybe 30 minutes into the into the documentary. Well, I, I read the Wikipedia page, too. Oh. That's oh, got to count lovely. for some. I read the entire Wikipedia page. Oh, look at you go. I watched the documentary twice, Steve. Did you read the Wikipedia page? Most of it. Oh, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> and I also listened to the Dunwich Horror. Which, as you have explained to me prior to the show, is from the writing of H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah, it's considered to be one of the core stories of the Cthulhu mythos. Hmm. So, yeah, Steve, I'm pretty sure I did a little more research than you. You ought to be happy at the fact that I even attempted to do research. I'm amazed that you get your ass out of bed in the morning. I do every morning, every single morning. Oh, I'm fucking baffled that you do. Hey, um, have you missed any of the uh, your new show? We're not talking about the new show on this show. Why not? No, we're not talking about it. Why? 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 Why, Steve? Because you do bad things. 
I don't do anything and, bad. And you and you try to cause bad things to happen. I have tried to cause no bad things ever, Steve. Well, no bad things did happen, thank God. And no, I haven't missed any of those shows. Oh, good, good on you, Steve. When was the last time I missed this show? In five years, how many times did I miss? Um, there were more than five. Oh, well. But anyway, I mean, have you been prepared for your new show? No. <laughs> no. Oh, then I feel absolutely fine about everything. <laughs> I posted the link one time. If I whoa 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 whoa, I've done that for our show in the beginning. Oh, once or uh, twice. Yeah, that's true. Nobody so, wants to hear about my new show. So, so what did you think about um, the early life of H.P. Lovecraft that you uh, got to watch in the documentary? The early life he he didn't die that long after he was married, after he was divorced, actually. I mean, I would listen to most of his life. I didn't listen to most of the documentary. So you made it to when he got divorced? No. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. No, I did not. I, I, but I know, I, I know that when he got married. Well, never mind. What did I think of H.P. Lovecraft's early life? Well, the guy was a fucking wacko. <laughs> With a. <laughs> And his mother was a wacko. He was a wacko. <laughs> and his father was probably insane. His father, um, according to the Wikipedia page, his father had syphilis. Well, that'll drive you insane. But Eventually. it's the Wikipedia. It's the Wikipedia page. Right, I didn't um, in the doc in the documentary they just say that he was committed to an asylum and that he died in the asylum. I believe at the very beginning they say he had syphilis in the documentary, but I can't I, I'm not I might be mixing the two. Together. I actually I, I actually fucking watched it twice. I could have missed it. I don't know. But um his father died when he was like 8. And he was raised by his mother and his mother was like oh, wicked overbearing. Wicked from from what they said in the documentary, it was almost uh, to the point of gross. I mean, weirdness. You know what I mean? She oh, yeah. loved her son a little too much. <laughs> I'm I'm guessing from uh, the way they portrayed it in the documentary. Yes, I would agree with you. Yeah. And and on the Wikipedia page. In fact, I think the Wikipedia went a little more in depth than the documentary did, at, at least the parts that I watched, and talked a lot more about her relationship with her son. Mm -hmm. Her name was Susie, by the way, right? Susie. Uh, yeah, her name was Susan or Susie. But most people apparently called her Susie, but yeah. And mm -hmm. she, the, the, it was weird because she, you could tell that she was like one of these overprotective parents but yet she'd go out in public and and say how ugly her son was and like degrade him and demean him in public but in private mm. she was like really protective and i don't know she mm. she wanted him i think she wanted him to succeed but she didn't want him to leave the house either right and for those of you that don't know i'll, I'll, I'll kind of read a little blurb 
uh, about Lovecraft from the uh, Wikipedia. Um, and it, it starts out, Howard Phillips Lovecraft was an American writer who achieved posthumous fame through his influential works of horror fiction. He was virtually unknown and published only in pulp magazines before he died in poverty, but he is now regarded as one of the most significant 20th century authors of his genre. Lovecraft was born in Providence, Rhode Island, where he spent most of his life. Among his celebrated tales are The Rats in the Walls, The Call of Cthulhu, At the Mountains of Madness, and The Shadow Out of Time. All ca canonical? I hope I fucking pronounced that right. To Close enough. Cthulhu mythos. Lovecraft was never able to support himself from earnings as an author and editor. He saw commercial success increasingly elude him in his in this latter period, partly because he lacked the confidence and drive to promote himself. Supposedly, he I guess he uh, he thought his work was shit. I guess he. I mean, if if you read into him more, he was super super uh, hard on himself. Oh yeah, the, like one of one of the authors that's talking in the uh, in the documentary. I can't remember which one, but they were like any budding writer who thinks that they suck should go back and read Lovecraft's for you know uh, take on himself. He thought his work was just dog shit. But he, uh, if it got published, if he actually sent it to a publisher, you can bet that he like had gone over that with a fine tooth comb and probably spent more time editing than he ever did writing the entire thing. You know what I mean? Rewriting probably yeah. more time because he, it had to be perfect in his mind. Right. And then he, it's he, still, he, he was, he was a perfectionist in his own craft. Yeah. And he, uh, yeah, he, but he, his writing was strange. Like I actually started listening to the call of Cthulhu cause I, I was torn between what I should listen to. Um, and I didn't know if I should listen to that or uh, the Dunwich Horror. <clears throat> and I decided to listen to the Dunwich Horror, which reads like a history of what happened. It doesn't read like a normal book. It isn't like, you know, a... A telling of a story as it's happening. It's a telling of a story from after it happened. Almost like uh, I'm trying to think of the fucking word I'm looking for here. Uh, it's it, it not. I, I don't want to say contrived. It's very rigid and in parts, and it kind of goes through the eye of the people who went through it hmm. but it's 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 very it's really interesting now the call of cthulhu reads even differently from that that's like all like articles and shit all pieced together so i didn't i didn't want to listen to it because i was afraid in listening to it it would kind of fuck up how you're supposed to see it? I don't think, from what I understand, it was so fucked. Everything he wrote was fucked up. I mean, it was yeah, really like science fiction horror-y type stuff. 
Yeah, the Dunwich, really... Dunwich Horror was pretty strange. It was about this family where basically the father pimps out his fucking uh, albino daughter to uh, Yog Gasoth or some fucking one of the old ones anyway, one of the Cthulhu old one bullshit. Well, Cthulhu is one of them, but these uh, old ones, these creatures from beyond. And uh, he, he basically pimps his daughter out to this thing and it fucks her and she gets pregnant and she gives birth to this child which by the age of 10 is like 8 feet tall and basically like a full grown man interesting but looks like very strange and come to find out she had twins well mm -hmm. The other fucking child didn't resemble fucking humanity at all. <laughs> it was like this blob of fucking tentacles and, and it, Satan spawn. Right. And I don't want to ruin it for anybody like who wants to, you know, go listen to it. A lot of his work is on YouTube. If you want to just go listen to it, there's readings of it. <clears throat> like I listened to the Dunwich Horror like right before the show. Um I did enjoy it, but it's very odd to listen to. And I wonder if it would be easier to read it. And I actually have like the complete works of H.P. Lovecraft. It's all packed away. I have to go through all my shit, but I have it. And I'm, I want to go back and start reading some of his stuff because I was very intrigued by uh, the way the story was told. It, it's not what I'm used to. It's not very conventional. Well, I think I think he was probably... A writer that was ahead of his time and what he was what he was doing and what he was trying to do anyway right. and he he influenced so many people and stephen oh, king one of them yeah so, uh in the in the documentary peter straub says that stephen king's the mist is is a direct result of hp lovecraft so without hp lovecraft you wouldn't have the stephen king that you have now anyway because well, I don't he, know that I'm, you wouldn't just have him, him, but but uh, he definitely had an impact on Stephen King. I'd go so far as to say an impact on uh, Clive Barker. He definitely had an impact on John Carpenter. He's in the the documentary. Um, Guillermo del Toro. Uh, who else is in that documentary? Well, Peter Straub I just mentioned, and uh, Neil Gaiman. Uh, but. Uh, from from what I could tell, his work was very odd, and you have to get used to reading it. And all of his stuff was just short stories for the most part. Yeah, I don't think he ever wrote anything that was novel length. Oh, he did. Did he? Well, he yeah. wrote a lot of letters. And yeah, he, well, he wrote... Um, well, they might have been like novellas, but I think At the Mountains of Madness and The Shadow Out of Time are both uh books and right, the he, and the necromonicon was a book that he wrote that was completely fiction that people bought into i've heard of that one before now i can't say that almost I know everybody's fucking heard of the necromonicon yeah but i don't know what it is i mean i don't know anything about it i just know that i've heard the the name before so like the whole idea was he wrote this thing and it's basically like a book of spells on how to to raise these 
demons or old ones or whatever the fuck you want to call them. Um, he 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 referred to them as the old ones, like Cthulhu, Yogg-Sothoth, or whatever the fuck the other one was. But see, the thing is, is that all these names of all these <clears throat> these beings, you're not supposed to be able to pronounce them. Mm. <clears throat> like the the letters are just a representation, and I even see. Love Lovecraft Lovecraft said that. And I guess he had wrote down like how you're supposed to pronounce Cthulhu, and it's not supposed to sound like that. It's supposed to be two syllables. I noticed that people were pronouncing it different, even within that documentary. Yeah, it's it, it's weird, and and that's that's the whole point of it is that like you're not supposed to be able to pronounce it. So anyone's pronunciation is not wrong or right <clears throat> or right. Hmm. Correct. So but we're not supposed to be able to make those sounds. They're just a, a representation. And, and, and in that, he's kind of fucking genius. You know, in, in right. laying that forth. Uh, but his, you know, his work is, it is, it's pretty fucking strange. One of my favorite films is very Lovecraft based, and that's In the Mouth of Madness by John Carpenter. Very underrated horror movie, if you ask me. I mean, it's not fucking great. Like, it's not going to change your life. Like, you're not going to get done and be like, oh, that fucking deserved an Oscar. But it's a great fucking horror movie. Um, Horror is not my favorite genre. I don't watch a lot of it. My wife does a little bit, but I'm not. I'm not a big fan. So um, what would be... Besides that particular one, what would be something that I would know that was H.P. Lovecraft influenced? Um, Reanimator. I haven't seen it. Um, see, in the mouth of madness, yeah, that one's kind of. Did they ever? Did they ever make anything, any movies, or any? I don't know anything off of one of his writings, or no? I mean, has any of this Cthulhu stuff been uh, done into a movie? I know Reanimator is is based on his works. Um, I can't, I'm drawing a fucking blank. I, and, and in the mouth of madness is not based off of his work. It's just very in the style of, right. It's, it's very much in the style in the mouth of madness is about this, uh, insurance investigator. He like in, investigates insurance cases to like, so that the insurance company doesn't have to pay the, sh you know, when people f try to fuck them over. Right, right. You were telling the, me about it before. And this author disappears. This author who's like writing all these really fucked up fucking, you know, books that all take place in this same, same town. I think it's called Hobbs End. Um, and the insurance uh, investigator teams up with this chick from the publishing company to try and go find him. And they wind up traveling to this fucking town that's in his books that doesn't exist. Hmm. And then all hell breaks loose. But Sounds like it's, a good one. I'll have to watch it. But it's very... Uh, uh, it starts. It actually starts out at the end, which is weird. Because it starts out with 
uh, Sam Neill's character. He's the one that plays the insurance investigator. He's in an insane asylum. And he's telling his story. So in that, it's very, it's very Lovecraft-esque because it's the story being told at, from the end. Right. They were referencing one story in the documentary that I found that I would like. I don't remember what the name of the story was. I, I was kind of falling asleep. But um, I do remember that it was a, a story that was being told. And, and like all these people were running from this monster and the, there was a monster. But in the end, the guy couldn't figure out who the mo- what the monster was. And then he, he gets up and goes and looks at his uh, window or something and he sees his reflection and it's him. He's yeah, the monster. He's the fucking monster. Yeah. So that one I wanted to look in too deeper because that sounded like a really cool, cool yeah, way to do his, it. His, he did not. His, his horror concepts were, like you said, way ahead of their fucking time. Well, they had to be. You know, I, I mean, mean, he was right. He was writing this shit in the nineteen, you know, the early nineteen hundreds, twenties, thirties. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the well, Dunwich even, even earlier than that. The Dunwich I, Horror was uh, published in nineteen twenty nine. It's just the, yeah. all these like creatures and characters he made up were very science fictiony, which wasn't even a thing then. You know, we didn't get really get into the science fiction phase until what the forties and fifties and sixties, and so I mean, like yeah, creatures from remember. other worlds and things I like can't that. Remember the exact? Oh, oh, uh, one of the science fiction ones that he wrote, which they uh, toted in that documentary, was the Color Out of Space, and that sounded very interesting to me. Like this meteor falls to Earth, and these people go to look at it, and there's this thing in it. And it's this color that they can't even describe. There's like nothing that they can equate it with. And then all these people that come in contact with this thing or that are around this thing, I think they wind up dying or I can't remember how they exactly said it went, but uh, I think it was John Carpenter that said that it's a great movie. And then he corrected himself and he goes, no, it would make a great movie, but I don't know how you do the color. It seems to me that in the end of most of, or if not all of Lovecraft's writings, that it didn't end good for anybody ever. I mean, everybody dies or everybody, I mean, it's, it's bad or they, they're the monster or whatever, you know? Yeah. He, he was a lot of his work was very dark, very, very dark. And, oh, and they were saying that was a reflection on him how he felt about himself and, and maybe the in his inside, that's how he felt. So he was just putting that down on paper in a, well, well, almost everyone described his work as there's all this terror and this uh, fear. And when it starts out and it just builds like, it's, it's weird. Like in the Dunwich horror, you don't really like, there's all these little uh, references and like uh, things that kind of skirt around the the other child and like that it's there and that things are happening. But you don't really know because you don't know if it's uh, Wilbur, the other child, the one that's like wa- is, looks kind of human. Hmm. So 
And then at the end, like, there's people kind of seeing the thing, but they don't see anything. So it, it, I don't want to completely ruin it for anybody that wants to fucking read it or listen to it. It's, but it is a, 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 gr a great little story. You know, about a guy pimping out his daughter to fucking demon and, uh, <laughs> then, uh, raising these two children. I wonder, so can, I wonder so how can much take over the world. I mean, it sounds like almost like a, you know, a religion almost that he was making up in his mind and kind of like, um, well, you know, uh, what's his name did the Scientology stuff. It's kind of on that well, level. Well, what's interesting is the, after he wrote the Necromonicon, other authors started using it in their work, referencing it. Hmm. And that kind of led to this idea of the fact that well, maybe this thing does kind of exist, which is, is weird. And I can remember being in high school <clears throat> and people in high school going, have you heard about the Necromonicon, man? You know, you, you can summon demons. They sell it right in a fucking bookstore, man. <laughs> and I, you know, I guess for, you know, it's it was one of those things where, like, for a couple of steps, I bought into it. And then I was like, you do a little bit of research, and it's like, it's fucking fiction. Well, yeah, but maybe it's not. Maybe maybe he was writing that maybe as fiction. Lovecraft talked to the old ones. Maybe. And maybe mm -hmm. he had to write it as fiction to pass it off as as something to read, you know, and, and it fooled the us. The greatest all. trick the devil ever pulled. <laughs> well, my mom, world. not my mom, my, this. my church used to say things like that about, you know, playing Dungeons and Dragons or reading anything that wasn't Christian based. And, you know, what well, we I do it, believe um, in God, ancient Kulion. <laughs> I'm just saying, so, even if you don't buy into the fact that the Necromonicon was a... And the only thing that scares me is H.P. Lovecraft. If you don't buy into the fact that it was anything but fiction, even then, uh, according to some people, you shouldn't read it because it breeds that sort of thinking. So, but I don't, I never thought that way, obviously, but we couldn't play certain games and watch certain TV shows and things of that nature because we might get the wrong ideas, you know, that kind of thing. That's devil stuff. Right. You can't, you can't play Dungeons and Dragons. You'll go insane. Well, they didn't that. want us casting spells and shit. They didn't want yeah, us to get into you, that because that would lead that's to witchcraft when you roll dice i have no idea i just I, I they didn't want us to watch the smurfs because there was that kind of stuff in it you know that kind of thing no that was different steve oh that's what i was told. they just they just didn't want you to understand that all those smurfs were men and there was one female smurf mm. they didn't want you to put two and two together steve right there's some sick shit going on there, Steve. I'm guessing there was. Why was there only one? That's... Huh. Ah, Steve, Steve, Steve. So much you have to learn. Well, I mean, so much, was... Steve. 
Where'd all the other females nerfs go? Or were there never any? And she was the only one. I guess you'll have to do some research, Steve. This Maybe this is time for Steve Alcorn Smurf Investigator. Well, there's a time for everything. Yeah. And everything, there's a time, yeah. You were at one time a fine investigator. At one time. I actually put some of my investigative skills to work this weekend, and I'm happy to say it, it panned out, and I learned some things. You did? Yes, I did. What'd you learn, Steve? Well, there's a gentleman who wanted to do some business with me, and uh, I decided I'd look into his background, and I found out that I'm not doing business with this guy. <laughs> That's look all. At, look at you go, Steve. Yeah, look at you a, looking into people's backgrounds. I guess what? Dude's a psychologist. How come all fucking psychologists that we know of are wacko? Why? Um, somebody once said to me, I won't, I won't state who it is. Um, someone very close to this person was uh, in college becoming a psychology major. And this person said to me, do you seriously think that people go into psychology, go into it just so that they can help other people? They're just no, as okay. fucked up. I'll tell you, I walked into this guy's office where he does his psyche vows, right? Mm -hmm. And on his wall is his, you know, license to practice. Right. And his college degree and whatever, whatnot. And he went to a really well-respected college, not, not no quack school or anything like that. But is on his there wall such was a, thing as a quack school, Steve. Well, you know, he didn't get it out of a mail order catalog, that oh. kind of thing. It was a real school. So on his wall is his license to practice, and it's up there with, you know, one of those clips that you uh, you clip papers together. But it's not a paper clip; it is like it's got the spring action, in it, and you several papers together mm -hmm. and it was like all crumpled up <laughs> this is his license on the wall all crumpled up and like he had it in his back pocket and flattened it out and put it on the wall no frame nothing like, like that like he like he took it out of the trash well basically i said i looked at it, i'm like i that's the first thing i see when i and there's his uh office was like 30 square feet maybe i mean it was so small you could barely fit in there and i'm like dude you know, you're, you're, you're a psychology, you're a psychologist and somebody walks in here and that's the first thing they're going to see. They're going to have a lot of uh, fucking trust in you. And I guess I was reading the reviews he had on Yelp or one of those websites. And the, the review was like, dude came to the psyche valve in a dirty t-shirt with holes in it and sweatpants <laughs> that's how he sees his clients <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice but anyway so yes you'd be proud of me i did some investigating look at you investigating away steve i also guy. found his amazon ebay and web stores so very nice fucking amazing steve how well, do you do I'm it good at that how do huh? you do it I don't know, because I'm kind of rusty. I haven't done it in a while. You're rusty? Yeah. I also found several lawsuits against the guy, but we won't go into that on this show because, Ooh. you know, he, he might be listening and I don't want to. Is that so? Well, yeah. 
He's he's just a loser. Oh. Oh, and get this, okay. I'm in the checkout line at Goodwill the other day, and he's two people in front of me. The one lady who's super, super nice, and she's always really, you know, good to me. She gives me the good prices. If there's something not marked, she'll price it for me, and they're not supposed to do that. She's not waiting on him. She has the other girl waiting on him. And I'm like, hmm, I wonder what's going on there. Next person checks out. I hear them talking. Dude has lots of money, trust me. Uh, beautiful home, because I've seen it on Google Earth. Um, he's stealing books from Goodwill. <laughs> yeah. Stealing books from Goodwill. You know how much books at Goodwill are? At our Goodwill? They're pretty cheap. Five, five for 89 cents. And he's stealing them. So he can sell them on Amazon. I'm just, I'm like, dude. Yeah. But they can't catch him. They know he's doing it, but they can't catch him. So she won't wait dude, on him. There are scumbags out there. And he's a psychologist. I don't know what to tell you. Reminds me of another psychologist we know. He's a psychologist, right, Richard? That dude over in Oregon. You're asking the producer that never speaks. He probably fell asleep. He was out and back in. I wonder what's going on there. He was out? Yeah, if you look, it said Richard left, Richard came back. Huh. Anyway, uh -huh. so, H.P. Lovecraft. Huh. I don't think we can talk about Mr. Lovecraft without uh, mentioning the fact of his uh, extreme, horrible racism. H.P. Lovecraft? Yes. Yeah, he was considered a xenophobe. He was afraid of people from uh, irrationally afraid of people from other countries. So and it turned out, uh, and you said before the show, he married a Jewish woman, right? And which his is best friend weird. turned out to be his best friend turned out to be homosexual, which would have been would have blown his mind at the time, you know. Huh? Yeah. It, and it 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 all you know the way he was <clears throat> ultimately gave us his art because I honestly think if he hadn't been the way that he was, he wouldn't have looked at those things the way that he did. So you think that his extreme fear of you know, his extreme fear anybody of, but white of the English outside people. world. Um, I think that was that was how that was why you know his books came off the way that or his writings came off the way that they did. You know, all of this fear. I think Richard's having uh, internet difficulties. I think I do. We have and two. Now he's here twice. Oh my yes, god! We have two Richards. They're both muted. Thank God. Can you imagine if a he world with two Richard Allen? If he unmutes, will he talk in stereo? <laughs> <clears throat> These are the things that I wonder. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we fucking lost him for the night, though. Yeah, whatever. Go to bed, oh, Richard. Yeah, go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> no, we lost one, Richard. Yeah. Richard left the chat. Richard joined the chat. Richard left the chat. I don't fucking know where he is. What our high quality producer? He's fucking reading from the Necromonicon. <laughs> maybe, trying to, maybe trying to change maybe. his ferret into a fucking tentacle monster. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck the that. Oh. Is a 
tentacle monster. Less damage as a tentacle monster? Yeah, they're far more. That's a bold far statement, more. son. <laughs> what the fuck? I didn't hear it. I didn't hear half of his sentence there. He can't even finish <laughs> his <laughs> <laughs> he's ha he's, he's half drunk. asleep. His internet's probably not working. And you know, I just realized I've muted myself halfway through talking there. <laughs> that was we're going to blame it on. We'll blame it on Brexit. Good job. Ferrets have the optimum optimal physical form for the damage they do. Okay, tentacles would just complicate the matter. I disagree. Yeah. I've seen me some Japanese. I've I've seen me some Japanese anime there, Richard. That's hentai, not anime. There's a difference. Yeah, those fucking tentacle monsters fuck some pussy up. <laughs> they fucking, better at it than you. Are. They fucking wreck pussy, Richard. Literally, they rip it apart. All over it. They like, yeah, it's disturbing stuff. Yeah. There's fucking disturbing people out there. They are messed up. But back to that original point, uh, <coughs> the best psychologists in the world are, are really messed up. I mean, look at Sigmund Freud. He was a coke addict and obsessed with his mother. Yeah. <laughs> and no, probably really wrong about a lot of things. Well, opinion is divided. You're either a Freudian or a Jungian, really, when it comes to psychology. Both individuals are incredibly messed up. I mean, Matthew Johnson, I'm pretty, is a very good psychologist, but, you know, he is incredibly messed up. Well, it seems like most of them are. And, and I'm not, it's not a, if you're a psychologist, I don't mean you're all messed up. I, the ones that I know of, Matthew Johnson, for example, and the guy that I met the other day. Are you, are you well, saying Matthew Johnson is fucked up? I'm saying there's, in your opinion, certainly something different about the guy. You know, Matthew Johnson being the psychologist from Oregon, who Describe is a different. Describe different, guy. Steve. He's fucked up. <laughs> That's my different my, my uh, description of Matthew Johnson. Are you trying but, to tell me? That a man that believes that Bigfoot comes through portals as energy and symbiotically joins with trees is a fucked up person, Steve? Did mm -hmm. Uppy come down? Mm-hmm. But this is, these are the people that we have evaluating other people, and that scares me. And once I knew that... I didn't even know this guy. I've known this guy for a while, this guy that I, you know, was asked me to he wanted me to sell some stuff for him and uh he he goes he tells me that he's got all this stuff he wants me to just look at to buy then when i get to his office he to totally does like a 180 and wants me to do it all in consignment for him which i won't do i'm not i won't do he that. was like unzip your fly steve but no he's using all this like trying to use psychology on me like i can't see a downside for you on this and all that you know he just keeps going and going with this that's he right. shows me that's like right, six Steve. pieces You're in my of office. If your pants are off and I'm sucking your cock, it's not homosexuality. No, there was no cock sucking going on or pants sipping. Oh, it was like just that. just eBay stuff, right? Yes. Oh, I was trying to make it. Interesting. But he shows me he shows me a table full of 
stuff that's not dildos. I mean, it's just yard sale stuff at best, if then. And anal beads. There was none, none of that. Oh. Um, but Cochrane? he's going on and on about all the stuff he has prior to me getting there, and then he shows me garbage. Oh, all the good stuff's at my house. Well, why didn't you bring some of that good stuff so I could see it? You know, and but he keeps going on and on about how there's no downside for me, you know, because I'm I'm the one controlling all the money and but the whole thing was like a contrived thing just to get me to say yes and I wasn't gonna do it, you know, because don't that's I'm not gonna first of all I don't sell on consignment for anybody because I get screwed every time I do that. And second of all, I'm not gonna do it for some guy who's had several court hearings and is a fucked up psychologist who, who has a crumpled up piece of paper on his wall. <laughs> you know what I mean? So hmm. the guy's just fucked up in the head. That ironically he probably bought on eBay. No, he actually, he earned it. I mean, I looked, I looked into his background. He, he went to school, he earned it. He has a master's degree, hmm. but he's selling books on Amazon and, and being a psychologist at the same time. I don't know. This is crazy. Wow. I bet you he sold some of HP Lovecraft stuff. What if he didn't? Well, then I'm wrong. Yeah. You tend to be wrong about a lot of stuff, Steve. So I do. I do. Yes, I am wrong about 99% of the things that I say. But mm -hmm. I'm wondering here. How much we should think about H.P. Lovecraft's writings and then the other side where he was this immense racist, uh, xenophobe or whatever you called him. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a different time. You were allowed to be I a get bit racist. That I, I get that it was a different time, but he wasn't a bit racist, Richard. He was like extreme. And should we, I mean... Should that play into the writing? Should we look at the both sides of this and say, maybe I just shouldn't read this guy's shit because of his his uh, extreme racism? Well, it's not like in the Call of Cthulhu, for example. It's like Cthulhu appeared from the waters and killed all the black people. There was black death everywhere. Black people dying left, right, and center. I Dude, mean, in one no wait 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 in one of his fucking stories, the guy's cat is named Nigger Man. Dude, you, try can't, to tell you me can't that say that. You can't racist. say that. You can't I can say fucking that. say that in reference to you what it fucking was. You can't, dude. You can't Why? say that word. Why is it so you much can, more fucking okay to say the fucking n word? You might as well say the fucking word. I think it's okay to say it if it's in reference to uh, a piece of literary literary history, because it, it was the case, even in uh, uh, not, was it Huck Tom Finn. Sawyer that, that word, right? Huck Finn. That word appeared several times, and and so they tried to ban that from just, schools, so, which is yeah, bullshit. We should, so we should just forget about that. That that happened. For, you, in my opinion, if you try to erase that stuff. Then you're going to repeat it someday because it's revisionist history, is what it is. Yeah, you don't want. I don't want revisionist history. I want to know the, all the shit, and I want to know the good and the bad. Yeah. You no, know? because if you erase all the bad, then all you got left is 
you know, honey and fucking sugar. I want that. Sugar? Yeah. That isn't the analogy or the metaphor I would have used to I just made something up out of my head. I don't even think that is an analogy and or metaphor. It's just okay. something that popped in my mind. But you know what I mean. You don't want all the sweet without the sour. You got to have a balance if you're if you're trying to read history. And I guess what I'm saying here is that in H.P. Lovecraft's case, if he hadn't been that guy, that xenophobe, he wouldn't have written that way. So that does play into it. And you have to appreciate the, the writing because of what he was. Well, here's the thing. <clears throat> and I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm right. I don't fucking know. But like one of the things that really bothered me was when they started like when all this fucking sexual harassment or sexual assault or whatever the fuck you want to call it came out in Hollywood or wherever. They were trying to like scrub fucking movies and shows from like from the record yeah, like shit just shit. got ripped off of Netflix and, <clears throat> and and listen you can't get rid of the body of work it happened right and but I think you know with HP Lovecraft you 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 keep that body of work but you also keep in mind what what type of guy he was right and in retrospect we can look at him as the xenophobe that he was and see how that translated into his writing right you don't have to love the guy but you can like his writing you can like the fact that without no, well, no that what's, inter inter what's interesting is you can kind of, you can kind of love the guy in a way because yeah. look at any any movie where they humanize a serial killer or whatever or dexter for fucking case in point you know, they humanize this fucking serial killer, so you fucking, you like him. Right. Doesn't, doesn't subtract doesn't, from the fact that right. he's a serial killer. It doesn't right. subtract from the fact that he's fucking killing people. Oh, they're bad people. Yeah, but he's still killing people. I watched the first, I think, how many seasons of Dexter are there? I don't fucking know. I watched, I think, the Too first bad. two. I think I watched the first, I think I watched all of them. They're, it was a great show. Great show. It was a good show. But they do that with a lot of those, uh, you know, serial killers in entertainment. So you, but I, I guess what I'm saying is you can't dismiss. You empathize with them. Yeah, you can't dismiss H.P. Lovecraft out of hand just because he was a racist. Or anybody for that matter. Even. No, it, no you it, can. It, you can. It is, it's your absolute right to dismiss him. Right, I'm just saying you, to you totally can right dismiss to, him. That's but the right way to go I think about that. Uh, ultimately, we should look at his writing and look at the person that he was. You know, he was a fucking recluse. He would have been a fucking weirdo by today's standards. And back then, like he was a, a real fucking strange guy. You know, and he wrote all these weird fucking stories. I'm and sure they were good. Yeah, the, uh, you know, obviously it, his work grew over time. Uh, 
Exactly, uh, Richard. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just keep <laughs> keep talking so that we can can't hear you because your internet connection sucks. <laughs> I was just saying, by today's standards, I think that HP Lovecraft would fit in nice with the teenage girls killing each other to please the slender man and all the fucked up shit that happens on a regular basis. If HP Lovecraft just be total fodder for his his writing, is that what you're saying? Normal by today's standards. His writing, yes. I don't think his writing would stand out today. Back then it did, but it, it stood out in a way that I don't think people understood it, and so that's why he never made any real money at it. He started he started to, and they, they assumed that had he lived longer and kept writing, he would have gained some fame. Right, uh, and a lot of the people who were writing right alongside of him in those you know, pulp magazines did gain a lot of fame like H.G. Wells and some of the others that were writing at the time and it, they started that way I mean they all started that way but he may have but he was even farther I think beyond than those guys it, it, it farther advanced in his writing as far as the, before his time you know well it's, it, what's really interesting is two of the horror icons of early horror both died fucking dirt poor and weren't recognized until later on long after they were gone and that's edgar Allan poe and fucking lovecraft and i guess lovecraft was a big he was poe a fan. Poe, poe fan he actually uh later on in his life he thought that he had just um copied authors of old one of which was poe and he's like he's like where are my lovecraft pieces my, where's my lovecraft work the stuff that's mine well then in, in the beginning he was writing a lot like poe from what i understand from the documentary or from the wiki page or whatever but mm -hmm. he he wrote a lot like poe and then changed up and it was more of oh we lost richard again it was more of a his own you know but yeah, they, he never they, felt they said that, that he, at the end of the, the documentary, they said that he was coming into himself. I think it was at the mountains of madness. They said was the book that he really was coming into himself. I think what's uh, the most interesting thing that I learned about uh, Lovecraft is not his writing as far as the short stories, but he wrote letters. He loved to write letters. And I guess he wrote over a hundred thousand letters. And that's where you learn more about H.P. Lovecraft than any of the writings he did is from the letters he wrote, how, mm. what type of person he was. Hmm. There's definitely a strange cat. It'd be interesting to read all those. I'm sure they've been put into book form somewhere. And he definitely left his imprint on horror and science fiction. So. Just not, just not in his own time. It no. just happened he, after he he never lived to see it. And it may be even, I mean, you, like I said, Stephen King, and you mentioned a few. Those are pretty contemporary writers. They're all still writing. So it, it's like he's coming into his own even more now than ever. Well, his, sub his subject matter is definitely being used by other authors throughout time. Right. 
after him. You know, and and there were authors that pushed to get his works published that weren't published. Um, and then there were authors that, you know, were, of course, borrowing from him and talking about the Necromonicon in their own writing, like referring so, to it like it was a I real wonder, fucking thing. I wonder, though. I wonder if that when we're long gone, we'll start making some money. If what? When we're long gone, after we all die, mm -hmm. the show will then eventually take off and we'll make money. But we'll be sure, dead, so not? we can't spend it. Sure. I think that's what's going to happen. I think. Are you saying we're, we're ahead of our time, Steve? I think so. I think people in the future are going to look back on this and say, wow, let's give that show some money. And then like our descendants will make money off of it. Hmm. I think that's how it's going to go. I think it'd be hilarious if, like, because of this show, the Resellers Breakfast Club becomes world famous. All right, not we're not supposed to mention that show on this show. <laughs> you said you guys said no eBay shit, so you can't mention that. What is that? Tuesdays and Thursday mornings, Steve. No Wednesdays. Tuesdays, and Fridays. Thursdays. Tuesdays, Thursdays, eight a.m. That's right. The resellers. I'm gonna warn you. Pacific time. Support Steve. Did you listen to it, Richard? I did. I watched free in the chat, and you never showed up. Ball is son of a bitch. You told me not to talk in the chat. I said, "Don't be an <laughs> asshole in the chat." But I did listen Don't to try it. To and I was awesome, wasn't I? Yes, you were definitely the highlight of that show. You think so? Now you're yeah. going to give me a big head. Those other guys are like, fuck off. Just let Steve do all the talking. They don't need to be there. I'll let them know that just you be think you. That way. I think so. Just I, be you and a big eBay sign behind you. <laughs> Those guys are way far advanced than I am. I mean, they're they're way ahead of me. So... That's why I'm there. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest right here. I'm on that show for selfish reasons. I'm not on that show to to be. Listen, on a Steve's gonna be honest. Show. He's never gonna promote the Fortean slip on that show. Never, not in a million years. But we will promote the Resellers Breakfast Club on Tuesday and Thursday mornings at eight a.m. As Easter long as you Steve. behave, you're welcome to listen. We will promote that, but Steve will never. You watch me. I will. Hey, if you guys want to listen to this shit, I'm not supposed to. I do on on Sunday nights. Go ahead and listen to the Fortean slip. It's a shit show, Steve. Sometimes it is. Sometimes. How dare you? I think I think we're on point tonight, Steve. I think tonight was actually one of our more informative, and this is what happens when I do a little bit of study. A little bit of research. That's right. This is what actually have a, This is see, Steve. This is what happens when you do half the work. Imagine <laughs> if you did it all. Like, imagine if you did all of the work. Like, how well this show would go off. You know, we could have done a lot more work, and we should have spent weeks looking. At, I mean, it would take really a long time to understand Lovecraft. What so. the fuck is happening with your audio? My audio. 
I think it's all Chris. Thought that was my internet connection. <laughs> at least no, you can hear it as well. Yeah, I can hear it as well. So it's not just me. It's so bad. <clears throat> yeah, oh, it's yeah. really bad. Yeah, you, you just suck, Steve. Let me, let, me, let me fix the problem. I'll be right back. Yes, fix the problem, Steve. Thank you. I don't, yeah. Overall, though, I'm a big fan of the HP Lovecraft st- short stories. I mean, it's good. It is a bit weird, but it's good weird. Like I said, I, I've never read him. You know, I'd heard about the guy, but I'd never read any of his stuff. I knew that he was a, had a huge impact on horror. <clears throat> um, but I'd, I'd, never, I'd literally never sat down and read I bought the complete works. Uh, of his writings, I have it. It's all in one bound book. It's, uh, it's packed away. Um, and it's I just decided, I, yeah, I'll probably I'll dig definitely dig it out. Like I said, after listening to the Dunwich Horror tonight, I'm I'm very intrigued to read some of his other stuff. And I don't want to listen to the Call of Cthulhu because I want to. I definitely want to read it because I don't think and- someone else reading it is going to do it justice. Yeah, I've never really been a fan of audio books, if I'm honest. I like having them in my hand and reading them. I do as well, but there are some times where it's easy to just pop the audio book on. Yeah, I suppose if you're working or something. Right, if you're working or like when I used to drive doing deliveries, I'd friggin' pop a book on. I'd, I'd blow through books. I blew through a couple of the Game of Thrones books in like no time, just popping them on while I was in the car. Awesome. Yeah, no, no, I can see the, uh, and, it, it, and you know, doing. sometimes you're going to find people who are reading the books that you can't stand them. So there's sometimes that you're not going to be able to deal with it. But as, excuse me. As long as the, the person reading the novel or whatever it is, is doing a decent job. Yeah, I can sit and listen to it. But like I said, I listen. I, th- I can't remember the guy that was reading the Dunwich Horror, but they they've done a bunch of Lovecraft stuff. And if you look on YouTube, there's so much of it because I believe it's all you can. You're allowed to use any of it because it's no longer like copyrighted it's or whatever. Reference like everywhere. I mean, Cthulhu is up there with. Slender Man, um, you know, uh, Dunwich yeah. gets referenced a lot in video games. I can't, I can't even think of what the actual word is. Steve would know if he was still here, but he left to fix his fucking audio. Uh, what the word is that I'm looking for, or the, um, the term, the stuff like that that you can use. Free is it free use? Yeah, I um, believe it'd be. Free use, fair use. No, no so. I don't. I'm fucking being dumb at this point because I just don't know what I'm guessing. So, Steve like know. I said, yeah, Steve would definitely know because uh, he's the one that told me about it before. And but that, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely loved the short story. It was, it was good. It kept me interested, and I kind of knew the gist of it from watching the documentary. Like the documentary goes into it like the the basis of the story. So I knew what I was getting into going in. Um 
Uh, he was an incredibly fucked up individual. Yeah, and and like I said, his writing style is very strange, and, and it takes it's, some getting used to. It's therapy, really. I mean, he's just exercising his personal demons. Yeah, oh, I, I think that was a lot of it. Paper. He's because he's looking at all of this stuff and. It's it, all of his fear and his terror about the outside world and strange things, you know, to him, it's definitely what it was, if you ask me. Yeah. <clears throat> it's very apparent in his writing. But some genius fucking stuff from the sounds of it. I mean, just from the one I listened to, I, I'm definitely going to go through and read, read some of his stuff. Oh, yeah, everyone should read H.P. Lovecraft. At least once. I don't know that They're I'm really gonna, good. I don't know that I'm going to sit down and read the entire works. I may, but I don't know that I'm going to. But I'm definitely going to read like the Call of Cthulhu and uh, the Color Out of Space and um. I don't know if I want to read through the Reanimator stuff. That was like an ongoing thing that he did, wasn't it? Because I, I I can't remember if it was ongoing or. If it was just uh, one piece. But I want to say it was uh, that it was released in different pulp magazines. And it was like a building yeah. thing. What was that? You fucking, you fucking keep breaking up too. No, that's all I'm fucking hearing. <laughs> this, is a, this, is a, this is awesome richard this is, this is great po this is podcasting at its best right fucking here <clears throat> uh, tonight's shitty show is brought to you by richard's fucking internet connection and steve <laughs> awesome shit steve are you back i don't know yes you are thank god Whew. Richard, so richard was richard, richard was, was auto yeah, well we got auto-tune richard that didn't make any sense <laughs> uh, i don't know how long my internet uh, my computer is like Got real slow. I put the bandwidth down all the way as far as possible. So hopefully I'll be able to stay on. All right. Uh, Steve, what is it called when something's been around for so long that anybody can use it? That would be public domain. Public domain. Ah, I knew I knew you'd know the fucking term. Well, because I do I do believe that all of his stuff is public domain. Really? I believe so because all of his stuff is on YouTube. All the readings. Huh. So, yeah, it's possible because most of his stuff was done oh, in the early know, in the in early nineteen hundreds. Prior, prior to the nineteen forties, because he was what did he die in nineteen thirty two, thirty seven. So yeah. yeah he so died, Richard he died and I at the, he died at the age of forty seven. Richard and I both are having computer issues tonight, so. Yeehaw. Hey, died a young man. 
Mm. Pretty young man. My entire desktop just froze. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's the maybe something's going on here. Maybe there's Love some sort of conspiracy. With we've angered Cthulhu. Somebody yes. using the Necromonicon or whatever that's called to cast a spell on our show. Well, we've definitely angered some some people. Ne I don't know if Cthulhu, but Necromonicon. We've ruined everyone's night. That's always fun, Steve. Hey, you know, this is a professionally done show. It, it, we're, we're all pros here, and we are going with the flow, and, and we're not letting it bother us. Uh-huh. Pros. Well, I'm sure Chris will be flogging us after this show. I hey, there's nothing you can do about Mother Nature. There's nothing you can do about internet providers. I mean, it's just the fact of life. Death and taxes and yeah. internet providers. It is they, what it they're is. Gonna need to, they're going to need to put that on the on that saying. We'll have to go back in time. <laughs> <An addendum. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go back in time and make it happen. Maybe I, should yeah. just Maybe I should just go to the news and call the show. Huh? I think so. Do you have any news, Steve? I do. In tonight's lead story, and, and probably the best one of the night, um, there's some new evidence, allegedly, in the D.B. Cooper uh, hijacking. Ooh. Yeah. This is from courthousenews.com. So if the FBI kind of would like to find D.B. Cooper, they can find him in our chat room every Sunday night at 930. That's right. Eastern Standard Time. From, this is from Washington. Uh, triggering a collective of citizens loose known as Cooperites to circle the wagons, a team of private investigators says their codebreaker has definitively identified the man who hijacked a commercial plane in 1971. And uh, hey, I was born in '71. Hmm. And uh, parachuted off with two hundred thousand dollar ransom, never to be seen again. This is a quote. Now, our criminal investigation is finished," said Thomas Colbert, a journalist. Might be Colbert, a journalist and film producer who assembled the forty-member team. We have the man. We know who he is. Gathered on February first outside of FBI headquarters in Washington to make it look more official, no doubt. The uh, team said their description of several letters sent to newspapers, oh, decryption, excuse me, of several letters sent to newspapers in the days following the skyjacking confirm what they have believed for several years. You ready? Go for it, Steve. I don't break it to me. I need a drum roll. Break it, break it to me easy, though. No, 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 no. No, D.B. Cooper. No, no it's a it's stretch bad. that you even do the fucking bumper for the news. Stop it. Ah, <laughs> uh, D.B. Cooper is in fact Bob. Da da. Bob. Bob. Some say he is. <laughs> is this Robert? <laughs> Robert W. <laughs> Rackstraw Sr., by the way, is who D.B. Cooper uh, allegedly is. He's uh, a Vietnam War veteran and former U.S. Army paratrooper 
who now lives near San Diego. Uh, Rackstraw's name actually came up in the original Cooper investigation in the 70s, and the connection was spurred on in part by a reply that he made to a news reporter uh, on camera. He said he's afraid of heights uh, with a smile. Of course, he's a paratrooper, so he can't be. He said he could have been. He can't commit himself on something like that. Uh, Colbert included the uh, clip in a 2016 History Channel documentary of his earlier findings, but the Washington Post quoted D.B. Cooper authority Jeffrey Gray that year as saying Rackstraw was never a serious suspect. I think it's him. There's a photo, if you go to this article, it's courthousenews.com, uh, a photo of the guy, and he actually does look a lot like Mr. Cooper, minus the glasses. Nice. The drawing, of course. Ooh, Bigfoot oh, I family. You, I thought you meant Dean. We got yeah. Well, we can't tell because he hides under that big old white fluffy beard thingy. So this is I from. Just, no. I, just, I just like to know that the FBI raided Dean Cooper's house, <laughs> and all his parent would say afterwards is, Wah! "Where's the fucking money?" <laughs> <laughs> this is from the Sun because it's nice and shiny there. Bigfoot family. This is what it says. Mysterious footage shows Bigfoot and two hairy babies roaming in the woods. A hiker is said to have spotted a mysterious-looking animal deep in the woods and managed to videotape it before it darts off. By the way, it's all blurry and grainy. Uh, a no. clip has been... <laughs> a clip oh, I was getting my hopes up, Steve. A I thought this was the real thing. Oh, it is. A clip oh. has been posted that allegedly shows a walker approaching a dark figure making its way through the dense woods. The man filming it zooms in, trying to get a clearer image of the face, but, of course, the Bigfoot uh, quickly darts out of the shot, and that's where the video cuts out. The location and time is not confirmed. Nobody will tell you. Hmm. <laughs> the foot. Oh, God, Richard. Good stuff, Steve. The footage was uploaded to YouTube channel NVTV, which is a known YouTube channel for this sort of thing. And, of course, is... Wait a minute. What sort of thing is that, Steve? Ambiguous ape-like creatures on video. Oh. Yes. Hmm. Some, some believe they could make out two smaller animals following the main uh, animal... Uh, one comment read, it's real, and it has two young ones. The Bigfoot leaves them behind and walks forward, directing the attention away from the small ones, because that's what Mama Bigfoots do. And then uh, a but, redneck from California shot him. <laughs> oh, jeez. A lot Why? of season, by the way. One, one commenter said, simply said, this is a hoax. Hmm. The end. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's it. That's all you need to know about that video. It's a hoax. NVTV is known for putting those kinds of, you know, hoax videos, basically, or alleged hoax videos up. So, uh, Bullshit. Yeah. Daily Star. Oh, remember that woman who married the pirate ghost? We did a story oh, yeah. on her. A Jack while Sparrow. Ago. Well, we got an update. So, a, the woman who married update. the... Yes. 300-year-old pirate ghost has revealed the secrets of their sex life. She nice. says, she says the, or her name is Amanda Teague, by the way. Uh, mm -hmm. She says the pair of them go on dates. They 
and have passionate sex. Amanda, who previously worked as Captain Jack Sparrow's, uh, excuse me, as a Captain Jack Sparrow impersonator, hopes the taboo around ghost sex will soon be removed because you know that's a real taboo subject. <laughs> yeah, just ask Doris Bither. She caught she, she she has a name for it too, by the way. It's called spectrophilia. <laughs> Good stuff, Steve. <laughs> oh Lord. Do I want to read more? I guess I will. It's kind Steve, of it looked pretty final. it looked pretty enjoyable in the first Ghostbusters. Yeah. It's kind of the final it's, taboo because we're supposed to be okay with anything these days. So I'm pretty sure there Dan Aykroyd no got blown by a ghost in that movie, Steve. I, I kind of remember that, yeah. Yeah. All these different terminologies have to be political, politically correct, whether we think it's true or it's not. You can't give people abuse over it. Spectrophilia has been around for thousands of years, but people don't really talk about it. <laughs> Maybe because it doesn't exist. Amanda has also offered crucial advice on how to achieve spirit satisfaction. Oh, boy, I can't wait. It's called a vibrator. <laughs> Uh, Jack, uh, she says Jack chose her because she is dominant and difficult, but also very loyal. Uh, she also revealed that several of her friends regularly have sex with ghosts. <laughs> Amanda said, I know one woman who has sex orgies with lots of ghosts, and she loves it. <laughs> they all just <laughs> happen like to be in, in the bodies of these men that hang out. <laughs> She's not going to come out and say, say it uh, just like you wouldn't if you were doing it with a physical uh, person in your private life uh, but she does in fact have ghost sex <laughs> nice steve oh boy uh the the woman she was talking about who has the sex orgies with ghosts is hmm. also married to a real physical human being man and he joins in sometimes <laughs> are, are any are any of these fucking ghost orgies on pornhub <sighs> I don't know. I'd be I'd be interested, the, Steve. I would love to see how that's achieved. I mean, I'm not gonna. I, I don't want to be a spectrophilia or spe, spectrophiliac. I don't know what the term is. <laughs> but hey, if if that woman wants to post a video of her fucking ghost orgy, I'll watch it. Yeah. Well, she's not all that attractive in my mind. I mean, she played Jack, Jack Sparrow. In, She's not all that. She's attractive. not the one having orgies. Yeah. Well, no, not the orgy girl. I don't know what the orgy girl looks like. She didn't she's, give her. She's just right. having sex with one ghost. She's fucking milk toast, Steve. She's fucking old hat. I want to. I want to see the fucking one that has the orgies. Well, yeah, because she only has. Yeah, you're right. Multi-spectre sex. I like that. Yeah. Uh, Google is killing magic. This is according to the Express. Google. Is killing magic, and internet the internet super po uh, power is destroying mystic forces. Claims a witch. Technology is more powerful than magic. Well, duh. According to one of the country's top white witches, who has warned internet giants such as Google, uh, they are killing sorcery. Marion Green, seventy-seven, has even oh, white witch. Jesus, he couldn't even make it through the news without his internet fucking up. Yeah, whatever. Me? Yeah, you. Oh. Well, see, Google's ruining magic. It's ruining the Fortean slip. Yeah. 
Am I still messed up? Yes. All right. Well, we can end the show, you know. Yeah, this is, it's, it's, or, it's over. Or it's can over. I do this? Can I do <laughs> No. No, you, you just shut up and let me end the show. <laughs> this has been the 40 and Slip, episode 14. If you like this bag of shit, hit the little thumbs up button. If you don't, hit the little thumbs down button. Leave a comment. Subscribe. Uh, check out Richard's Bigfooting with Keith and Colin on Facebook. Check out Matt Knapp at youtube.com forward slash Bigfoot Crossroads. As always, check out Dreadfun at dreadfun.com and youtube.com forward slash Dreadfun. <clears throat> Next week, we will be back with another riveting show. I don't know what it will be on. I'll try to think of something. But until then, see ya!